Welcome back to another episode of the Rookie Curse Podcast, podcast for all things Philadelphia 76ers. My name is Andrew Quinlan. I appreciate all of you that are listening. Um, I'm recording this on Monday, December 9th, so the Sixers have now uh, won two straight after dropping a game uh, on Thursday night to the Wizards, a game that I am actively trying to remove from my memory, and the last two games have certainly helped that. Um, I last recorded on uh, Thursday, no, on not Thursday, on uh, Sunday, right after the Pacers win. Um, so I didn't, I haven't talked since the, I didn't get to cover the Jazz game, um, and it's been about a week since then, so I'm not really going to talk about it that much. And uh, the Sixers have won three out of four since I last recorded. The loss was really bad. Um, just really disheartening seeing, you know, a part of it was some fluky shooting from uh, Bertans and, you know, Rui Hachimura was hitting like every single mid-range jumper and I know that's his thing so it's like and Burton's thing is shooting like he's you know a 6'10 JJ Redick so it wasn't a that surprising but some of the shots they were hitting were pretty ridiculous but still the Sixers had no business losing that game um the effort was just so poor especially because they got off to a pretty good start you know they, they looked pretty good to start the game like Tobias was hitting shots and B was getting to the line a little bit he was he was getting inside which he should have like there's no reason for Joel to face up from 18 feet out against the Wizards. The Wizards had, like, the worst big man situation in the league. Um, and he should have, you know, he had, like, 25 points or something, but it was it was so many turnovers. Him and Ben, they both made some good plays, but overall it was just like, you know, you guys should be winning this game, even without uh, Josh, you know? Like, they, you should be winning this. It's the Wizards on two days, two days rest they had. Finally, they, after a really long stretch of back-to-backs and only one day off, um, you know, they should have they should have easily handled the Wizards. Um, but it did seem like a little fire under them for Saturday, which was really cool. I actually missed Saturday's game. I've rewatched it, so I'm, I'm equipped to talk about it. But I wish I would have been watching it live because a lot of fun stuff happened, even with, you know, Joel and Josh out. Um, but, so yeah, after uh, that really bad loss, they had probably their best win of the season. They won by 47 points, which is always just... Well, I wish they could just stomp on bad teams throats the way they did on Saturday because they always lead against bad teams in the first half like they're usually winning by a decent amount and then they just take their foot off the gas but Saturday night they were up by 40 I think what 39 at half no it was 41 at half uh 77 to 36 Ben hit a three Ben probably had a be- I mean it was definitely best Ben's best game of the season um and yeah it's like the Cavs are terrible like even worse than I thought they'd be and it just seems like they don't care at all. And they were on the second night of back-to-back. But, you know, they they don't have, like, completely inept big men, you know? Like, like protecting the rim. Like, you know, Tristan Thompson's not amazing, but he's pretty he's a pretty solid interior defender. And Larry Nance is pretty athletic and, you know, loves, loves not great. But to see Ben attack the basket the way he was, um, attack the, he got 12 free throws, which is terrific, and he sank nine of them, which I love. Um, after that 7-7 performance, he had went, like, one for eight. <laughs> Which, man, I don't know. That that guy's free throw shooting is honestly more frustrating than his regular shooting sometimes. But, um, no, Ben was amazing. He had his career high in points. That three was super smooth. I mean, and I, I've, really, I've really been happy that uh, the two threes that he's hit this year have been from the corner because I kind of would have thought 
you know, the two regular threes that he attempted last year were at like the top of the key. Um, and that's not really, I mean, if he could hit it great, but I'd, I'd, if he can stretch the defense out to the corners, that's really, really going to help us. Like the day that Embiid hits Ben in the corner, when Embiid's getting doubled and Ben sinks a three is going to be like, Oh my God, that'll be like Nirvana. Um, but no, Ben was absolutely incredible. We got on transition. They played really fast. You know, everyone, I mean, we shot ridiculous from three. But still, 47 points is a 47-point win. That's that's not the norm. Even uh, the Bucks, who kicked the who kicked the shit out of everyone, um, they they haven't won by that much. I don't. Maybe they have. I don't know. I don't like watching the Bucks because I think it's they're a very good team um, and they play really hard. And I wish the Sixers had that consistency. But I don't think the Bucks are fun to watch. Like I don't think Giannis is fun to watch. Like he's just not. I don't know. Like some of his dunks are cool, but it's just not the 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 novelty is kind of worn off about Giannis, and he's not a novelty player. I'm not trying to say that. Obviously, he's you know one of the four best players in the league, but he's just not that. He's not that entertaining, in my opinion. And the you know there's just a constant threes, and you know they have players that can do other stuff. Like I wish they would use it, and in the playoffs they're going to need to do it. So that's why I'm not that threatened by Milwaukee. Um, again, they could easily beat the Sixers, but. Yeah, you know, I just I don't I don't think it works. Like, and that's why Brogdon was so great for them because Brogdon can actually have that little in between game when they needed it, especially versus Toronto. He was really great, and I feel like just the downplay of losing Brogdon was weird and a a lame move by that team to let him go, in my opinion. But I guess uh, people could disagree. But anyway, back to the Sixers. I don't want to. This isn't a Bucks podcast. So yeah, the Saturday was terrific. Seeing uh, Trey Burke had a really good game. Uh, Mike Scott finally got back on track. He's had a rough. He's had a rough few games. Um, played pretty well last night, but before that, he had just not been hitting shots at all. And uh, when he's not hitting shots, he still, you know, he gives you a little bit of a, uh, you know, size on defense and switchability. And he'll make, you know, he'll 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 bully some guys in the post a little bit, which he actually did a decent amount on Saturday. Um, like yeah, I think he only hit three threes and he had twenty one points, which is you know usually Mike doesn't score twelve non. 12 points that are outside of threes. So that was cool. Um, he was pretty great. And, you know, Ennis, was, Ennis has been terrific all year. And would have loved to see Matisse play that game, but he left the game uh, with a ankle sprain. And ankle sprain. Pretty early on, which kind of sucked. But he played last night. So that, I guess that would just get me uh, into last night's game against the Toronto Raptors, which was not nearly as close as the final score indicates because of a horrendous final three minutes where the Sixers uh, just couldn't break Toronto's press and they kept doing the one thing you're not supposed to do and when you're trying to beat the press and that's pass it to the corner um and they just had a bunch of turnovers and you know Toronto was fouling a lot and they got called for a few but there was there should have been more but the Sixers were whooping Toronto and that's the main part that's like the the really important part especially since they won um they were up by like you know they were keeping them within like 15 to 21 most of the game um every time that Toronto it seemed like they would hit a momentum shot, uh, somebody in the Sixers would get to the line or hit a big three. And, yeah, it was a really assuring win, especially on the second night of a back-to-back. I mean, even though, you know, Joel didn't play on Saturday and uh, it was a blowout, so most of the starters only played like 25 minutes, it's still, you know, it's not easy winning back-to-back. And I think it showed at the end of the game when they looked really tired. But um, they had a slow start shooting the ball. I think they were, like, started, like, one for nine and then – 
Neto hit like uh, a pretty bold three. Like it was out of it. It was out of Embiid double team pass too. Like and it was a really slick pass by Embiid to Neto at the top of the key. And Neto shot it with like 19 seconds left on the shot clock, and he sank it. And then uh, Joel started driving to the paint, and he hit uh, Matisse on the wing for four point play at the buzzer. So that kind of swung the momentum back because Toronto, you know, they they were looking pretty good to start. Uh, OG was hitting a bunch of shots. Lowry hit a three, I think. Um, and uh, they were getting to the line a decent amount, but yeah, those two those two shots just completely swung the momentum. And then from the second quarter to the beginning of the second quarter to uh, you know four minutes left in the fourth, the Sixers completely just outran Toronto. They were locking up on defense. The, the switching was really good. Um, the rotations were good. Like I was, I was really a, an impressive game. Um. And man, is Lowry annoying. My God. Like, I know people hate Harden, and I understand it, and I don't really hate Harden. Like, I like watching Harden cook to get to the spot where he draws a foul, and I don't like him drawing a foul. But, like, the, the the process of getting to that position is pretty cool, in my opinion. And he still hits a million crazy shots and floaters and stuff. So, I can, I can for some reason, I can stand Harden. I really can't stand Lowry. And he's a great player, an underrated player. He's like... He's just so annoying, and he whines after every single call. Like, he elbowed Neto. First of all, the ball went out. If it wasn't a foul, it was going to be out of bounds on Lowry anyway because the ball left. he like lost the ball and it went out of bounds. But he elbowed Neto on a drive, and then they caught a charge because it was, and then he freaked out. And I was like, dude, first of all, it's December. And, like, I, I, I understand, like, you know, competitiveness. But, man, he's just so annoying. But still a great player. I don't want to undermine that. He just reminds me of, like, Paul Pierce. Like, he's, like, the modern-day Paul Pierce. And now he finally got his ring, which he deserves. He's a very hard work. Like, he's a hard-working guy, and he's, you know, lasted a pretty long time. Um, and he was always overhated for his play uh, when the Raptors were struggling before they got Kawhi. Like, he was never—it was always DeRozan, in my opinion. But um, anyway— but no, uh, Tobias had a terrific game last night. He had 26 points. Uh, he hit four threes, which is just so beautiful. After re- he was really great against Washington too, and uh, versus Utah, he had 26, and versus Indiana, he had 22. So he's been he's been really scoring lately. Uh, since that stretch where he went over 23, it was a five game stretch where he went over 23 from deep. He's averaging 21 and a half points and almost six rebounds, and he's shooting 41 percent from three, and over 50 percent from the field. So he's just been money he still doesn't get enough foul calls I mean part of his game is that he just doesn't get to the line that much but like my opinion he's deserved uh he's deserved some more some more free throws but it'll come I mean he's still been efficient overall for the season he's averaging uh 19.2 points per game which I think will get back over 20 them um you know he's been he's just been really consistent and his you know his true shooting's still 56 and a half and he's had an, an, a historically bad stretch shooting <laughs> Um, but now he's twice has been great. He was like the one bright spot versus Washington. Um, Matisse played pretty well, but Tobias had 33 and he was getting some much needed buckets down the stretch. Uh, it just wasn't enough, but seeing him shoot well from three is just when he's shooting like that from three, we're just, we're really tough to stop. We're really tough to stop. So it was great seeing him play that well last night against a team he kind of struggled against in the, uh, in the playoffs. You know, he's had two good games versus Toronto now. And his defense, again, has been uh, a lot better this year. And I'm, I'm, I've am i really been happy with Tobias. Like I'm, And he seems like a great teammate. I've said it before. 
but he's been like the easily the steadiest player um in a, in a weird first uh quarter of the season for ben and joe he's been like the steady guy other than that one stretch of games and even in a couple of those games he actually played well he just couldn't uh hit threes so yeah tobias i've been super impressed with him he kind of kick-started that run yesterday he had a um he had a corner three and then he had a couple mid-range jumpers and he had a really tough like he pump faked drew contact and like kind of threw it up and it went in but they didn't call foul um and he had a couple nice drives like tobias was really good and matisse man what this guy is unbelievable um and i didn't think i was ever gonna love a rookie the way i did Shamit, and i love matisse like 10 times more which is saying something because i really was a big Shamit fan um, basically from that Shamit's second game of his career when he hit like five threes. Like I was, I was always really big on Shamit, even though I didn't even know who he was when they drafted him. But Matisse is like, he, he's literally, he's legitimately like, I can't wait to watch him play defense every game, which I like, I like, you know, I, I generally notice like good defenders and stuff, but like Horford's a great defender and I could appreciate it, but it's not like thrilling it's more just like oh my god this guy has been playing basketball it seems like since he came out of the womb and he just knows what he's doing Matisse it's like man he's he has his hand on like he's only averaging one and a half steals but I feel like it should be more than that he's averaging a steal and a half in 16 and a half minutes a game it's just and almost a block a game like it's man he's so much fun to watch and I think he had a couple blocks on Lauer that they didn't call yesterday and Lowry was freaking out about it because Lowry, whenever he airballs, he just, there's no way he airballed. But he, I guess he actually didn't because Matisse probably got a hand in his, uh, on the ball. But it's just, it's unbelievable. And he's, he must be so frustrating to face. But, yeah, he's he's been, I've, I'm so happy with Matisse. And he's only going to get better. Like, he's, he's made noticeable improvements as a handler and as a passer uh, since he got benched. Like, he's... And he's, you know, he's shooting 44% from three. You know, that's not going to last, probably. But he looks really confident shooting. He hit five of eight yesterday, and most of them were open. But, you know, once they stop leaving him open, then the whole offense, he's going to be way more playable. He had 20 points. You know, and he, he looked a little uh, little nervous at the end of the game. Uh, they should have taken him out for the point they were trying to beat the press. But they should have just put in Burke or Neto for him. Um, they wound up putting Neto in for Embiid, which was a good decision, but I think it should have just been, uh, Matisse. But, no, he, he's, man, I really love him. I really love watching Matisse. That was such a great, you know, I criticized the move when it happened. I wanted Matisse in the draft. I just wasn't really sure about trading that thir- number 33, but, hey, if you get your guy, you get your guy, and he's, he's been amazing. He seems like everyone seems to love him already. And he's making like two million dollars for the next three years. Like, oh man, just just such a great, such a great player, such a cool player to watch. So yeah, him and Tobias just kind of led us to a win. Um, Horford had a really good game, and Ben had a good game. Ben was good last night. Uh, he had sixteen. He had a really great pick and roll with Embiid, uh, where he, uh, Hollis Jefferson was guarding him. At the top of the key, guarding him, which was cool. You know, they usually do. I feel like people just don't want to uh, admit it, but they usually do guard him at the top of the key. It's just sometimes they don't, and it goes viral. 
but uh, he he went around the screen and he just went dunked all over. It wasn't really over Marcusol; it was kind of like past Marcusol, but it was a it was a slam. Like it was a cool. It was like a LeBron type with his left hand too. Really cool. Um, he had 16, 11, and nine. But no steals though. Kind of weird. And he had five turnovers, so it wasn't. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like a pristine performance, especially compared to the night before, where he only had one turnover in a and seven assists. But no, he was eight eleven from the field. He didn't shoot any free throws, which I kind of didn't love. Um, I think he got hacked a couple times, but it's not really relevant. And he didn't shoot any threes this time. But no, that was a really good game for Ben against Toronto, who's kind of you know given him some trouble in uh, recent years. Although I do think he was good last time versus Toronto. He just made a couple bad plays. But he had 14 assists last time versus Toronto. Like we can't take that for granted. Ben Ben was good. He's had a, he's had a pretty solid stretch. Like, even against the Wizards, he wasn't terrible. It was just the turnovers, and you know the the, the missed free throws were just just pretty annoying. But you know he still had 10 assists versus the Wizards and 17 points, um, and three steals. Like he he was he did a pretty good job in Beal, in my opinion too. I don't think that was the frustrating part about the Wizards game was that Beal didn't even play like that well. You know, he had some shots, especially in the second half, but he wasn't really doing that much. So if Beal wasn't doing much, the Wizards should not be beating you, you know? Um, that was just uh, just a poor effort from uh, from the team. Not to not to drag it down, but still, no, Ben's been good. Defense has been phenomenal. He was really great on Siakam. I really love what he did with Siakam. Siakam did not have a good game last night, and I wish he didn't get a bunch of easy layups and garbage time because he was like 4 for 14. And he didn't hit any threes, and he was bad. He was a bad player yesterday. Like, I don't know what his... I think his plus minus is actually positive. Just because of the end. But, like, he, he had 16 and 7 um, with a steal and no blocks and two assists. But, yeah, he went 7 of 18. He went 0 4 from 3. Like, he was not that great. And I, I, I don't... I'm not trying to, like, hate on Siakam. I actually like Siakam, but just... You know, you know, he's had some trouble the last three games. Like, he had a really crazy start to the season. But, you know, in his last, uh, was it five games? Last five games, he's shooting 39% from the field and 26% from three. Like, maybe he's not this crazy three-point, high-volume three-point shooter. But no, his his ascension has still been pretty crazy. Like, he's a, he's a great player. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to hate. I just, you know. Some of the hype needs to be uh, subsided a little bit. But, so, Joel. Um... Really weird start to the season. I think overall he's been fine. He hasn't made like a leap. And I do think that there are a lot of times when he's kind of saving himself. Um, like saving his effort. Like, But his defense is always just naturally he's just so good on defense. Because teams just don't go to the basket against him. You know? Like they just don't. It's not really. Like I can't really say anything more about it. They just they don't want to do it. And he's still been a pretty, a pretty efficient player. And last night, I don't think he played that poorly. He only had 10 points. He only took 7 shots. Um, and some of the turnovers toward the end were bad. But overall, I thought he did a pretty good job just, like, playing his role, setting screens, getting rebounds. Like, how many rebounds did he have last night? Um, let me check. You know, he always gets rebounds. I mean, he sold 8. He only played 30 minutes. Um, and he had 6 assists. He just had 7 turnovers. But, um, you know, he, no, he, he's been good. He had a really great stretch uh, from the 
after the Toronto game, the three games following the zero-point performance, he was really good. And then versus Utah, he was okay overall, I thought. Um, Gobert did a pretty solid job on him, but I thought overall he was just fine. So I part of me thinks, like, you know, it's a, I feel like it's a combination of he's kind of holding himself back because of what happened last year. He is adjusting to new teammates, and he's just he just might be going through a little slump. Like, it's just it happens, it happens. But we're still winning games. We won ten of twelve, and I feel like we need to just relax and take a deep breath and realize we're seventeen and seven. We killed. We beat all the teams that are around us in the standings, other than Milwaukee, I guess, because we haven't played them yet. But we beat Indiana, we beat Miami, we beat Boston, we beat Toronto. So. And, you know, a couple of those were, most of those were pretty big wins. Like, you know, Boston was like a 15-point win. Toronto should have been like a 20-point win. And it basically was. Uh, and, it, and Miami was like a 40-point win. Or, uh, I guess, technically a 27-point win or whatever. But, you know, it's an actual blowout. We've been, we've been good. It's just, sometimes it isn't very pretty. But I think I think they're starting to get it. And we haven't even had Josh. Like, Josh has been out since the Kings game. And I thought he was going to come back for, like, the Pacers game. You know? I thought he was going to be back. And he, I, I know hamstrings can be really annoying, but I'm not worried. It's more just like, hmm, hope he's all right, I guess. Because uh, he would he would have really helped down the stretch for the press. You know, having a guy that can dribble the ball would have been cool. Especially because he was playing so well before he got hurt. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I will say that I'll kind of continue the, uh, the Korkmaz dragging. I don't want to hate on Korkmaz, especially since I only recently, for some reason, realized that he's 22, but he has not been great lately. Um, he did hit a pretty, you know, nice three last night off a curl, and he had a pretty nice assist to Horford on the break, but it's kind of obvious, like, Matisse is just better, and I kind of wish they didn't start Korkmaz. I know why they do it, because of, uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, just the shooting, the gravity that it provides, but and maybe it might just be part of that. You know, he sat out with an injury after his best game of the season, um, the Spurs game when he went four of seven from three and he had seventeen points. He was really great that game, and then he missed the Miami game with an ankle injury, and then since then he's shooting thirty percent from three and thirty seven percent from the field. So, uh, but defensively, I feel like he's you know he, he definitely improved this year, but he's still probably not. Uh, even an average defender but I you know he deserves minutes like he deserves a play I just feel like just a lot better as a bench player so so proud of him for improving this year I don't want to dismiss that like Cork has been a better player um and he seems a lot more comfortable which is cool and he has a bit of a you know dribble drive game and floater game which is nice we need it so yeah it's it's been a a work, not really a whirlwind. I don't know. It's just very odd, peculiar start for a lot of reasons. Like Ben had a weird stretch, and then Joel's had a weird stretch, and Tobias had a weird stretch. But I think I think it's starting to come together a lot more, um, which is just I love to see it. And they seem like everyone's close, and you know everyone's uh, for the most part having fun. Especially my, you know, my, seeing Mike's guy on Instagram. You know, messing around with the tees and stuff. It's just fun. It reminds me of two years ago, I guess. Last year was a little weird. 
and I've said it a few times, so I don't want to get back that into it, but um, just a cool, they're an interesting team to watch, you know, they don't, we're, we're, we're like no one else, like no, no one, no one plays like us, um, and I think it'll stay this way until uh, this uh, era of the team has moved on, because if you have a 6'10 point guard and a, and a weird center who's huge but kind of moves like a guard and has the footwork of like a tennis player it's uh it's always gonna be weird and our team's massive um oh i want to talk about horford horford's been great man i really he had two plays uh two defensive transition plays last night that were like absurd uh he had the, the block on ibaka and then uh i forgot who was driving i think it was terrence davis who was driving on a two-on-one with Horford, and Horford just like blocked his pass out of bounds, and it went off Davis. It was it was insane. Um, he had a couple shots that were needed, and you know he was trying to help us through the uh, the press, but it, he struggled a little bit sometimes. But there, there uh, some part of me is like with Horford. I don't I don't think I feel this way anymore, but like it felt like when he was in Boston. Maybe it's just this like Brad Stevens glow. Or something, but there was like this like higher level of basketball that he was playing, that the team was playing, and he was like kind of the engine of it. And it was really pretty the way they played. You know, they had a lot of cutting and a lot of off ball movement, and he really kind of made Isaiah Thomas was a great player and he deserved his success, but he kind of like made Isaiah Thomas Isaiah Thomas. Um, you know, he was he was massive for him just with his screens and his passing. And then when he came here, it's like. You know, we have a really weird offense that isn't, it's not, like, ugly. Like, there's a lot of movement and stuff. It's not, like, you know, stationary. It's just sometimes it's it's hard for us to get easy looks. And th- it was just, I don't know. I don't I don't really feel it anymore, but there was a sense that, like, oh, he's kind of, like, you know, go into the lower ranks of, you know, this weird, fake basketball hierarchy, I guess. But I'm starting to... Yeah, wait away from that. It was just a weird thought I had. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't mean to. You know, I'm not trying to diss the Sixers. You know, I hate Boston with a passion. So I'm glad he's here. I'm just glad he's here. I just want to say I'm very glad Horford's here. Really like watching him. Really like seeing his uh very wholesome tweets and Instagram comments. So yeah, that's uh that's pretty much all I got today. It's going to be the last podcast for a while because I'm going up north. Uh, I'm going to be in the area code. Uh, probably just dox myself, but nobody knows what I look like. Um, for a couple weeks, so I'm gonna miss the Boston game, which is gonna suck. Um, and I'll be home for uh, the Milwaukee game, the Christmas Day game. So that'll be cool. I'll be able to at least watch that. But I am gonna. It's gonna be stressful being on that plane uh, during the Boston game, for sure. <laughs> um, just because. Even when this team is great, I still think they're going to lose for some reason. That's just, and I'm not, I don't even uh, consider myself a Negadelphian, but it's just a, a, like, you know, that Sixers app can be really disheartening when you uh, swipe and it refreshes. It's just not, can sometimes just really bring me down. But then sometimes it brings me up when I see that they scored. So, yeah, that's all I got today. Um, so my next episode will probably be, you know, around. The last week of December, because uh, I'm not gonna read my microphone up north. It's just not worth it. And uh, if anything crazy happens, I'll hop on with the uh, the Apple earbuds. I guess. 
which will sound terrible as if this podcast doesn't already sound terrible enough with my you know uh my novice mixing skills and my best buy microphone but anyway um overall six are doing well i'm excited and uh i'll see you guys in a couple weeks all right peace